please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. And on today's show, we're going to talk with Coach Dunn about this past weekend's win against Lock Haven. And then we're going to look at all the standings because uh, it's that time of year. We're, we're getting into week two. Things are becoming a little more clear. And then uh, we're going to preview this upcoming week's opponent, the Millersville Marauders. But as always, Coach, it's always good to see you on a Monday morning. A big smile on your face yeah. walking into the studio. Good to be back for another week. Uh, great weekend here in California. And, and now we're moving on to the next. And I don't know who you called uh, in uh, upstairs or in the, in the community, but that weather... Perfect day for uh, college football yeah, what on a, Saturday. What a great day. You know, as a coach, you're always worried about these first couple games. You, you know, it, could, it can get really hot and guys cramping. I mean, it was, it was perfect weather. It was 75 degrees, a little, little br- breeze in our face off the lawn, and uh, what, what a beautiful day. Beautiful day, and not only that, just an amazing crowd, I thought. Because you never know, early in the season, just with a lot was going on with 9-11 remembrances and just, you know, just a beautiful day, but a packed crowd and a, a boisterous crowd. And I tell you what, uh, it didn't take long for your team to – giving them something to cheer about. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a great crowd. You know, we had several alumni back, um, you know, from, from really every era. The, the parents showed up. It was great to have Cal U Band and cheerleaders back with us. It's been a, been a long time since we played a home game, and it was, it was great to be back at Addison. Well, I tell you what, it felt normal whenever you mentioned the band or we're setting up, and then you hear them practicing in the, uh, the parking lot, and they started doing the fight song. And I'm like, that's when you start getting the, the feelings of, hey, we're back, and this is going to be a good day. And like I said, it was a good day. And uh, we talked last week. Um, after the Fairmont game, just some things that you wanted to you wanted the team to work on and clean up. And I tell you what, uh, if, if on the rate your professor scale, you probably should get an A plus because everything we talked about last week, you could tell improvement, improvement, improvement. Well, we still we still got a long way to go. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, but no, I thought you know the biggest key for us is I thought we had a really good week of practice. Um, you know, I told the guys every day is a, 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 that we practice is a chance to to get better for Saturday. And uh, I thought we had a really good work on, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the whole week. And, and so I felt that we were gonna play better because I thought we practiced better. And that's the message, you know, what we do during the week is gonna dictate how we play on Saturdays and the, and the harder we practice and the better we practice, the better chance we're gonna have for success on Saturdays. And one of the first things you can notice, at least on the stats and also with the eye test is uh, the run game was just running on all cylinders uh, this past Saturday. I was kidding, Noah, uh, quarterback, I said, I didn't know we were in a wishbone offense. He was the leading rusher in week one. But I tell you what, the offensive line and the, and the running back stepped up 190 yards combined and three rushing touchdowns on the ground for, for your squad on Saturday. Yeah, we challenged him a little bit this past week, and I thought we got better. We still got a long way to go. But, you know, and, and it's not just the O-line. Everybody thinks, hey, you know, when you're not running the ball, the offensive line's not doing the right thing. The back's got to put the ball where it's supposed to go. And a little bit on Thursday night was, was kind of a combination of the offensive line and tight ends and, and the backs not putting the ball where it should go. Um, I thought we made strides at that. and We're going to have to get better because we're gonna, we've got a whole new set of issues. Millerville's a really, really well-coached team that, that, that plays some things that, that most defenses don't. Uh, but I thought we got better, and if we can continue to grow and continue to get better each week, then, then we'll have a chance. We'll continue the theme with the offensive line. Uh... Because that two things the offensive line can do can help with the run game, but also help with the passing game. And 
quarterbacks were clean, and that led to almost 400 yards passing, and then 369 yards passing and uh, three touchdowns, and just it, it, all cylinders were clicking for in the uh, the air. Yeah, it, it, you know, I thought the passing game was was crisp most of the day. Uh, the offensive line did a, do a good job of keeping Noah clean along with the backs, and then you know Jaquay Jackson had a big day. We had talked about him a, a week or so ago that. We knew he was going to break out at some point because he's, he, he works extremely hard and he's a really talented kid and he had a big day. And, you know, that's what we want offensively. We don't want to have one go-to guy or two go-to guys. And I, and I think you'll see that the weeks coming up is, is you know, we're, the ball's going to go where the defense dictates it goes. So we're not looking for specific guys to, to get 10 catches and 100 yards. We're looking for Noah to make great decisions in the pass game and get it to the open guy. And, and, and Jaquay had a big day on Saturday. Jaquay Jackson, eight receptions. 219 yards and two touchdowns, but also coached 10 different Vulcans caught balls. So that's, uh, you know, like you, you just mentioned, defense dictates where it's going and knowing the offensive line stayed clean and able to find the open receiver and spread the ball around. Yeah, I think that's that, that's going to be the key for us. You know, you go back to, to Thursday night against Fairmont State, Tyson had a really big day. And then now Jaquay has a big day. And I, and I expect some more guys to step up. Cam Terrence been been steady. You know, I think he's had 50 or 60 yards both games and big third down catches. Cam's doing a really good job. So when we can be multiple in, in formations and multiple in personnel groups and, and, you know, multiple in our running backs and, and how we're distributing it, I think it, obviously we, we become tougher to defend. And, and we took a good step on Saturday in that regard. Well, the scoreboard has two numbers on it in the offense to the tune of 59 points, but the other number was a zero in the defense. I thought played just lights out on Saturday. Yeah, defense did well. And again, our front four kind of controlled it. Um, Lockhaven was going to try and run the ball against us. And, and we take pride in our run defense. Um, you know, at times we, we got out of our gaps a little bit and, and missed a couple tackles. But overall, they played well. We still got some things that, that we got to get better at. Uh, but, but they're playing with a lot of confidence right now and, and a lot of emotion. And, and I thought they played well. When I tell you what, it seemed like most of the time you had two or three defensive players in the uh, lock haven backfield. I'm just going to go over some numbers here. Tackle for loss, tackle for loss, tackle for loss. One, two, three, seven guys had multiple tackles for losses in that game. And that's just, that's showing that that front seven's doing a good job. But also, uh, defensive backfield. I mean, yeah. there was nowhere to throw, so the quarterback has to hold the ball. And, and more often than not, he paid for it on yeah. Saturday. You know, we're, we're going to try and bring pressure. Um, and, and the whole key is, is winning your individual matchup, and, and we won more of those on Saturday than we didn't. And you know, but our defensive line is is playing really well. Coach Reggie Wells is doing a good job with those guys, and and we're we're able to keep them fresh because I feel like we've got great depth there. You know, on on the defensive side of the ball, we we feel like we've got great depth on the defensive line, so those guys are able to play fresh and play hard every play. You know, and really the same thing at receiver. I think offensively we've got some pretty good depth at receiver. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of different guys making plays. And, and again, that just makes us a better team. And definitely a, a lot of depth is going to make everything, make your life a lot easier going through this fall. And then the final phase of the team, special teams, and two big plays on special teams, a block punt or a block field goal, and then an uh, electrifying punt return in the second quarter that really got the stadium rocking. Yeah, Jamal Martin did a good job on that. I think he had one more later in the game that he fair caught. He wished he had back because it was more open than the first one. Uh, but we, we spend, you know, a ton of time on special teams. And Coach Wilson does a really good job. And our guys, you know, that was one area I thought we needed, needed improvement from, from Fairmont State. Obviously, they had the big kickoff return, so we worked the heck out of that. Our punt return game wasn't clean at Fairmont State, uh, you know, for a number of reasons. But... Our guys are buying in, and, and we were able to play a lot of young guys on Saturday that, that caught our eye, that, that made some plays on special teams. You know, when you kick off that many times, you're, you're running down different guys, and, and some guys stepped up. 
Uh, but the punt return was big, and then we take pride in our our block game, and I uh, thought the guys did it, did a great job on that. And you were speaking about participation. I looked at the uh, the participation numbers, and it looked like war and peace with the amount of <laughs> amount of names on there. That's going to make you feel good as a coach, knowing that hey, you guys are getting experience because you never know in a long season when you're going to have to be next guy up. Well, absolutely, and and this year more than ever because you got to figure some of these guys haven't played in a football game in two years, um, so a, a chance to get get all those guys in who who really deserve to be in and, and work hard. And, and that's their opportunity. You know, that's their opportunity to, to get on the field. And we tell our guys that, you know, you show it during practice and you prove it on game day. You got to be able to do it during practice. And then when you get your opportunity in, in the game, and we played a couple uh, freshmen on some special teams units, and they did a good job. You know, they, there was a couple guys that didn't make the bus to Fairmont State that, that, you know, obviously we can't travel everybody, but they got an opportunity and now they'll, you know, next time we get on the bus, they're probably going to be on there. So it, it, their work's paying off. Let's take a look back at this Saturday's impressive 59-0 victory over Lockhaven. Going to go up the middle, and it's a fumble recovered by Cal U, and the Vulcans have the ball back. Vulcans setting up fast. And he is in the end zone, California, touchdown! Mitchell stepping back, firing, and he's open! That's number nine on the, on the reception, touchdown, Vulcan! He's gonna hand it off to his trusty back, and he's still on his feet, touchdown, California! run up the middle and that's going to be Kyle Brunson on the Vulcan touchdown and no fair catch is called he's still going and he's still going he's at the 20 the 10 the 5 California touchdown And the kick is blocked by the Vulcans. Mitchell deep in the pocket, surveying the field. He's going to throw it. Caught! Touchdown, Vulcan! Rolls to his right. Completed pass. Touchdown, Vulcans! Wyatt Hurt under center, going to give it to Sykes. Up the middle, Sykes getting through a few defenders, picking up the first down and more. He's at the 10, the five, touchdown, California. Looking for something to do? Then don't miss the 2021 Health Fair. This year, the Health Fair will be on Wednesday, October 6th in the Convocation Center Arena from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. There will be free STD testing, a blood drive, prizes, free health screens, flu and COVID vaccines, giveaways, and much, much more. Don't miss the excitement. Be at the Convocation Center on October 6th for the 2021 Health Fair. The Cal-U Cupboard connects students to information, services, and resources both on and off campus while providing free items such as food, school supplies, 
personal hygiene items, and more to our students. Visit our two locations at the Vulcan Village Clubhouse and Itali Student Center, or for a contactless option, visit bit.ly.com backslash CalUCovered to request food or give donations. For important CalU information, community resources, and our how-to series, follow at CalUCovered on Instagram and the campus-wide announcements. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Our children and families want us to be healthy. That's why I and lots of other grown-ups got the COVID-19 vaccine, so we can stay healthy and get back to the moments we miss, like seeing our friends and family. Here you go, Daddy, for a healthy checkup, a sticker. Oh, thanks, son. <laughs> With free COVID-19 vaccines, sunnier days are ahead. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. The Cal U Vulcans are back on the gridiron this fall, and CUTV and WCAL give you the best seats in the house. September 2nd at Fairmont State. September 11th versus Lock Haven. September 18th versus Millersville. September 25th at Edinburgh. Homecoming, October 2nd versus Mercyhurst. October 9th at Gannon. October 16th versus Clarion. The Coal Bowl, October 23rd at IUP. October 30th versus Seton Hill. November 6th at Slippery Rock. November 13th at Bloomsburg or the PSAC title game. All games are live on CUTV Sports 1, the PSAC Network, and 91.9 FM, WCAL. And we just punt, punt, punt. And no fair catch was called. He's still going. And he's still going. He's at the 20, the 10, the 5, California touchdown. That was Jamal Martin Jr. on the return. Let's take a look at the replay here, guys, as Martin finds a lane, gets a couple blockers, and takes it from 63 yards out for the score. Or as you can see here, or he's got a couple good blocks. It's an open lane, and then away he goes. And welcome back to the Gary Dunshaw Coach. We just saw the play of the week this past week, uh, the Jamel Martin um, punt return, and something. It took me a couple times to see it. You know, saw it live, saw it on tape a couple times, cutting the highlights. But he made a cut there at about the 50-yard line. You see Lockhaven defensive player just go to the ground, and that is a heck of an individual move. Yeah, you know it. it that's a tough spot in college football. Anytime you, you got a guy one on one with the whole field to work, it's that's a tough tackle. We work on it all the time and try and teach our guy to take an angle and hope for your friends to to rally to the ball. That's that's tough. But Jamal made a nice play there. We had some really good blocks on that. You know, uh, Logan Fister, a young man, a, a true freshman, threw a nice block on that punt return, and, and you know we had our guys doing what they were supposed to do, and, and it worked out for us. And it worked out the tune to a 59 nothing win. Now let's take a look back. At around the conference this past weekend, first weekend of crossover play in the PSAC and uh, some, some games that came down to the wire. See, obviously, Cal 59-0 over Lockhaven. Shippensburg over Edinburgh. Edinburgh playing their first game after having their first week canceled at uh, Grand Valley. Shippensburg goes up there to win 30-9. Uh, Westchester over Mercyhurst 56-10. Shepard puts up 56 against Gannon. So those games about three miles apart and 56 points scored in each one. So don't know what's in the water up there in Erie. Uh, Close game at Clarion Millersville this coming week's opponent. Uh, ekes out a win, 21-17. And then Quitstown and IEP went back and forth. Um, and IEP uh, outlast Quitstown their first game of the year, 29-16. Uh, and then Seton Hill moving to 2-0. Oh. 
13-7 over Bloomsburg, and then Slippery Rock. Uh, that game was closed for a little bit, and then Slippery Rock in the second half just uh, extended the lead and won 22-7. Now let's take a look at the little bit early standings after uh, two weeks of play. Always good to see Caillou at top, but you see one, two, three, four PSAC West teams still undefeated. Um, and that's, you know, it's good to see because that means, you know, iron choppers iron. Yeah, uh, really good games this week. Obviously, that IUP uh, Kutztown game was a really good game. And I have one of my, our supporters and our boosters and alumni that, that is a Division II football fanatic. And he, he calls me on Sunday uh, and gives me updates on everybody in the league. He watches more Division II football than anybody in the country. Uh, so we got to talk about that game. And, and obviously, Super Rock had a nice win at home against East Stroudsburg. Um, you know, so... So we've got a long way to go, right? It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a early. A long, long way to go. Well, let's take a look at what's happening over on the other side of the state. Shepard, not even the other side of the state, other, an, an entirely different state. They moved to 2-0, Shipsonburg 2-0, and then you see uh, a number of teams, 1-1, one and, one, and then Bloomsburg down there at 0-2. So it looks like there's going to be depth and quality, you know, from 1 to 16 in the PSAC this year. Yeah, Shepard's got a couple nice wins. You know, they went out to Ohio Dominican that first week and, and got a win there. Uh, Shippensburg's playing really well. You know, East Stroudsburg ran into a tough Slippery Rock team, and Kutztown ran into a tough IUP team. And then you see Millersville got a big win against Clarion. They played really well. They're playing really good defense right now. Uh, you know, I've, I've maybe giving up 15 points a game. They're, they're going to be good tests for us when they come in here. They're extremely well coached. Hey coach, you're getting the hang of this segue. We're going to talk about Millersville right now. Uh, this upcoming week's opponent, um, first time in a while. Before we do that, we're going to look at the overall schedule. Uh, see California hosting Millersville. Last week, everything was in the uh, the West, but uh, back and forth this week. And then you see Seton Hill traveling to Kutztown, Shippensburg at Clarion, Mercyhurst at East Stroudsburg, Gannon at Bloom, Shepherd at IUP, Edinburgh at Westchester, Lockhaven, Slippery Rock. And coach, I always ask you a game other than ours to watch, but I think hands down it's going to be that Shepard IEP game. Sure, that's going to be a big game. You know, those those guys have, have both been playoff teams. Um, you know, that looks like it's at IUP, right? That, that's yeah. going to be a good football yeah. game. Shepard's playing really well and extremely well coached. And, and IUP got their first, first W under their belts. They didn't play the opener, so that, that'll be a good game. Uh, the other game on there that interesting to see is that, that – Seton Hill Kutztown game, that'll be a good game. Um, you know, all of them really. That's some good matchups. Edinburgh had their first game and they got to go to Westchester. So anxious to see that one as well because we got Edinburgh fairly soon. Yeah, but all those other games don't matter because the only game on that board that matters this weekend is uh, Cal U uh, against Millersville. And that's going to be this Saturday at Adams Stadium, 1 o'clock. It'll be live on CUTV Sports 1, WCAL, and the PSAC network. But coach, let's break down Millersville. Um, you said a few moments ago, we'll start with their defense. They do a lot on defense and not giving up a lot of points. Yeah, they, they, they've got a nice defensive scheme. They're, they're, they base out of a three-man front. They'll play a lot of two high coverages. Uh, they'll roll to one. They'll play, you know, they, they do a lot. They, you know, they try and take away. They, they're, they're really big up front. They've got, you know, a few D linemen that are really big. Number 97 is really an active guy. Number 85 is a really good player against the run. Um, you know, active linebackers, physical, they'll blitz at times. They, they've got a really good scheme. Um, so we're going to have to be detail-oriented. We're going to have to understand their scheme by the end of the week. You know, it's, it's only Monday. We ain't got it figured out <laughs> yet. But, um, you know, they're going to present some problems defensively. Now on the other side of the ball, offensively, I mean, obviously we just talked they're not giving up a lot of points. But on the other side of the ball, they're not really scoring a lot of points. Uh, but what do they do offensively that uh, – 
could be uh, successful for yeah, them they've on played, Saturday? They've played a couple quarterbacks um, that have done a nice job. They're taking care of the football, which is is big. Uh, you know, they, they create turnovers on defense and they take care of the ball on offense. Uh, the running game really didn't get rolling this Saturday against Clarion, but you can see that it's there. It's kind of, I equated to us against Fairmont State. You know, there, there was some, some mistakes there that, that caused them not to run the ball maybe as good as they wanted to. Uh, but they, they've got some talented kids. And so it's, it's going to be a great test for us. And I'm going to ask a question that I came up with this morning while I was waiting at not one but two stoplights in Brownsville, PA this morning. Um, you know, this is a team we don't play all that often. They're sure. the PSAC. East played them a few years ago at, at Millersville, and I, I usually ask you know is it tougher to you know prepare for a team you don't see all that often, but a team that you haven't seen all that often, but no one played last year. Is it easier not having that amount of film to go with only basically you know this two weeks this year, or is, would you as a coaching staff rather have like a couple? I'd years rather of have eleven films gotcha. to, to, to be able to watch and and yeah, it, it, you know there's certain, it, it's tough because there's certain offenses that that don't run what you run so. For example, our, our tight end three receiver set, we have one play out of their first two games that somebody lined up in that formation. So you you, you got to kind of make a guess how they're, what they're going to play to it, how they're going to play you. Um, so it's I, I would rather have more film. You know, I'm a film junkie, and so is our staff. It makes it, the week a little bit easier because you just watch the same thing over and over again. Uh, these first couple games are tough, especially because we didn't play a year ago. And, uh, you know, a new defensive coordinator over there that we haven't played against. When you play the PSAC West and – you know, when there's not coaching changes, IUP's been running their defense for a million years, and they do it really well. Slipper Rock the same way. You know, a lot of the defenses have stayed the same. So you kind of go back to, to the last time you played them. What was your plan? What was good? What was bad? You know, Millersville were kind of starting from scratch. And make sure, see how Coach does and his team does starting from scratch this week. Once again, Saturday, 1 p.m., Addison Stadium. If you can't be there, uh, make sure you have a note that says you can't be at the right. stadium because Coach wants to see all kinds of smiling and cheering faces of Ren and Black. But CTV will have you covered. It will be live on CTV Sports 1. It will also be live on the radio station, 91.9 FM, WCAO. And also, download the PSAC Network app on your smart TV or Roku or your phone. Watch our games. Watch all the games of the PSAC. Make a day of it. But uh, that app is free on the, uh, the Apple Store and also... Uh, uh, the other, the Google Play Store. I, had, I, I switched over to, I to an Apple from an Android this I year. I asked my know. daughter about that stuff. I don't know Apple Store, my Apple, I don't know any of that stuff. We, Sydney helps me out with all my technical needs. Well, she helped us out on Saturday because one of our guys was having a hard time getting on the network and she just happened to be there like, Sid, could you? She's like, I got this. So yeah, she was running the, the, the top of the, uh, the press row there for us on Saturday. I should still so. have a flip phone. If it wasn't for her, I probably would. I think we all would coach, yeah. but... That wraps it up for this week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Once again, come out to Adamson State at 1 o'clock. Um, Coach, good luck this week, and we'll see you next Monday, and uh, hopefully have uh, another big smile on your face. Yeah, I appreciate it. The big big weekend at Adamson Stadium. Let's get the students up there. Uh, you know, the tailgating was was rocking on Saturday. We had, we had some nice tailgaters up there. Let's get the students up there, and let's have a great day at Adamson. For Coach Dunn, I'm Gary Smith. We'll see you next week on The Gary Dunn Show. The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.